You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Tuesday, April 13th, and we've got our man Tony Serino back on for a Tony Tuesday. But we're going to talk about a few things. One, I got to address the slight given to the Steelers on the Locked On NFL podcast by our guy Bo Brack on the Monday episode this week. Got to stand up for the Steelers. Just couldn't take it. You'll hear what that was about in the first segment. Then in the second segment, we're going to talk about some updates and free agency. Steelers got a new signing. Some guys, some former Steelers maybe signing with another team and other teams getting their own signings to address some certain situations and why the Steelers don't need to spend much in free agency. Then finally, you'll get me and Tony Serena reviewing some of our best fits at outside cornerback for the Steelers right here on today's podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to the Lockdown Steelers podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Odyssey app, which used to be radio.com. And remember, rate us five stars with a positive comment. Doing so helps out the show, and you get a shout-out at the end of the podcast. Let's get into it. Tony, it's starting to feel like old times, man, because you were just on Friday. Now you on Tuesday. It's kind of like you were just back with the show. That's right. Every other day. Every other day. <laughs> but we always appreciate you coming on the show for a Tony Tuesday because we always got to do that when you come on the show. But, Tony, I'm sorry. I got to hijack your Tuesday appearance because I got I to go rant for it here. I do it. Rant. Now, y'all know, if you don't know, now you know, I am – one of the hosts of the Locked On NFL podcast, which is our national show covering the entire NFL Football League. I go on the Friday episodes with your boy Q of Locked On Raiders. So it rotates throughout the week, different hosts. Well, Monday, our host Bo Brack for that show gave his top five pass rushing duos in the NFL. Now, y'all know me. Normally, I don't pay people that much money, but this is Locked On. This was in the family. This was in Locked On Podcast Network. And he ranked the top five pass rushing duos. Tony, please let people know where he ranked those diff- what, what who his top five pairs were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm sure we're all wondering where, where TJ Watt is on this list, uh, yes. you know, with whoever he decides to pair him with. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, so number five, he comes in at, 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 first of all, we start this list great, Chris, because it starts at a hypothetical. Uh, Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. Jadavian Clowney not necessarily signed with the Browns yet, but that's where he has number five. Number four is the, the pair... In Tampa, Shaq Barrett and JPP. Uh, actually, they're they're very productive. They are. obviously. Uh, then out, out to Washington, Chase Young and Montez Sweat, young duo, up and coming. Uh, then up and comers, yeah, yeah. Uh, then we've got uh, a bit of a homer pick here, Chris uh, Chandler Jones, JJ Watt, from Arizona, <laughs> number two, number two. Better I, than Bear JPP, better than Young and Sweat. I don't know what that. I, I I wonder I wonder what team podcast that Bo Brack runs. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then number one, number one here, and this is where he goes a bit off board because from from to this point, it's been all edge rushers. To he, he puts number one, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd of the LA Rams. Now, obviously, Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the league. Yes, no argument. Uh, and Leonard Floyd was very good for them. But, uh, yeah, conspicuously, Chris, no Pittsburgh Steelers on the list whatsoever. Did not even crack the top five. 
Now he's because he, he, I, I messaged him after this. I was like, Bo, what, what you, you done messed up, man. And he was like, he was like, he's like, hey, man, I, I made TJ Watt an honorable mention, but he lost his guy in Bud Dupree. I'm like, did you not see Stephon to it? Had 11 sacks of the season. Now, now I'm, I'm trying to stay calm here because Bo's my guy. Like, I, I ain't trying it. to, you know, yam on the guy, dunk on him and, you know, push him away like he Chris Dudley and I'm Shaq. But I'm telling you, Tony. What's up with the disrespect that the Steelers keep getting, man? It's unbelievable. Look, and I get it, right? I, look, if Bud Dupree leaves the team, I, it's you know, so it's clear, like you know, oh, this this pass rushing duo is no longer. But yeah, if you're going to include Aaron Donald on this list, okay, if Aaron Donald, a defensive tackle, not an edge rusher, a defensive yes. tackle, is going to be on your on your list uh, for the best pass rushing duos, then yeah, you might want to go to the, the the team who has led the league in sacks for the past, I don't know three, four years. I think it's four uh, years now, to, Tony. I think yeah. it's four straight years. I think it is four. You, you, you might want to go to that team and just say, hey, is there another guy I compare with, <laughs> with TJ Watt who finished second in defensive player that you're voting? Maybe, maybe I should do that. So yeah, I think this list is very silly, especially to include Chandler. Look, and I get it because he's a, he's a Zona guy. So if you're going to go on there, you know, it would be like if you went on the the Locked On NFL show and said that Matt Ryan was a better quarterback at the time than Ben Roethlisberger. You just you just shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> who would do that. such a thing? Yeah, who would do such a thing? Uh, but no, I, I think at, at, look if you you take what T.J. Watt and Stephon Tewitt just did as a, as a pair, forget about Bud Dupree for a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I would put them, Chris. I would put them above. Obviously, I put them above Jones and Watt. I would put them above Young and Sweat, even though Young and Sweat are very good and and up and coming. I would probably put them, I would even put them above Garrett and Clowney. I would only put them behind Donald and Floyd and I guess maybe Shaq Barrett and JPP because boy, do they have an unbelievable year last year. I ended up winning the Super Bowl dominant in that, in that performance against the Chiefs. But that's, that's as low as I would go with TJ Watt and, and Stephon Two would be maybe third and you can make an argument for two. But I just, I, again, I just don't get it. They, they've led it for four straight years. No other franchise in the NFL has led it for more than two straight years. And and so we're just supposed to say, ah, they don't got a great tandem. They don't got, like, come, come on, man. And TJ Watch has led the league in sacks. Right. You know, of the two teams that had two guys with double-digit sacks last season, it was the Rams and the Steelers. And if you want to make Aaron Donald with Leonard Ford number one, that is perfectly fine. But you cannot say that at number five, Miles Garrett, and the prospect, the prospect of having Jadavion Clowney on your team was better than the idea of T.J. Watt and, and Stephon Tuitt? Insane, insane. By the way, we should talk about Jadavion Clowney because Jadavion Clowney has, has had, what, three sacks in two seasons now? No sacks last season. And people talk about him. Look, and Jadavion Clowney is a good player. But Jadavion Clowney had only 28 pressures last year, right? Yeah. So not no sacks and only 28 pressures. We talk about him as coming in and, you know, he's going to be this great duo hypothetically with Miles Garrett. Can we see them play one game before yeah. we automatically just say – Can he sign the contract? After yeah, we've I mean, recorded he, this, he has not signed the contract. And he won't until later this week because, you know, he missed his flight or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever that deal. He just really does not want – he's like, really? Okay, please, someone save me from having to sign a contract with the Cleveland Browns. Clowney is – uh, he's not does not seem happy to go there, but regardless, yeah, I think I think look, this, the Steelers are and have been the best pass rushing team in the NFL. They have a premier pass rusher, the best edge rusher in the game last season. For them to be left off this list, it is criminal. It is criminal, Chris. For them to be left off the list, I'm gonna correct my man Bo. I'm, I got a new top five right here. here. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. No, I'm going. I'm going in reverse order because Number we're five. just getting this out the way. Because number one, the number one pass rushing duo in the NFL right now, Tony, mm-hmm. it's T.J. Watt and Stephon Tewitt. Obviously. 
obviously. You got the, the league-leading sack man. Also, by the way, if you're putting Miles Garrett in the conversation, T.J. Watt has gotten more sacks than him every single year they've been in the NFL and they were drafted the same year. Right, right. And then Stephon Tewitt, 11 sacks last year. Javion yeah. uh, Clowney has never had double-digit sacks in his career once. Correct. Now, number two, who do you think I'm going with number two? Number two, well, I think it's going to be hard for you to not put Donald Floyd on the list, but I, I'm, I'm interested to see where you're going to go. Number two, I got TJ Watt with Cam Hayward. <laughs> We're doubling like up here it. because oh, he's an all-pro defensive tackle. He may have right. had, he he had a rough season in 2020, but he had more sacks than Jadavian Clowney. That's right. That's right. Well, he only had five sacks last year. Still, still a quality interior uh, pass rusher. Love that. Love that. Who are you going number three? Number three, I'm going TJ Watt with Alex Highsmith. Okay, and this is a great pick. You got a young up-and-comer in Alex Highsmith. Looked like he was going to turn the corner last year as a young guy. Pun intended on that one. Uh, so love the pick. Where are we going next? Where are we next, going next? We're going, we're going TJ Watt with Devin Bush. Because I he got sacked last year. Way more. So he, first of all, he had an infinite number of sack, per percent more sacks than Javion Clowney last year. Javion Clowney had zero. Okay, Devin Bush had one. That's infinitely more percentage. Uh, and then I, I love this. You know, Bush coming off of the ACL, he's going to be hungry, ready to go. Love that pick. Where are you going, number five? I'm going TJ Watt with Terrell Edmonds because he got a sack last year. All right, I have to, this one. I have to disagree with you on Chris. The fact that you left, my boy. Future all pro, <laughs> okay. James Pierre and TJ Watt. That is number five. But otherwise, I, it's a it's a great list, Chris. That's a great list. It's better than Bo Brack's list of Locked On NFL yeah, podcast. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just glad Bo's my guy. But still, it just you, it, listen. If you want to diss Ben Roethlisberger, if you want to diss, you know the the you know you want to say the receivers aren't the best. You want to say this. You want to say actually, saying receivers aren't, aren't up there is pretty criminal too. But but if you want to say the running back room sucks or you think that the corners are a little overrated, fine. But the one thing you cannot say about the Steelers and sound objective about is saying that their pass rush is it the best in the NFL. They've been doing it. They've been the best for four straight years. And that's, and that's with knowing that Bud Dupree left the organization. And Bud Dupree, great player over the past two years. Yep. As, you know, I mean, he has, he has earned the contract he just got from the Tennessee Titans. But even with that, you cannot overlook the impact that guys like Tewitt and Hayward have on the interior of that, of that defensive line. And then, you know, even, even an up-and-comer like Chase, uh, uh, Alex Highsmith, who I'm really high on this year, I think that it is, like I said, it is, it's a, it's a travesty that they were left off this list. It is a travesty. It is a crime against humanity. I cannot believe someone would do such a thing, man. I was just, we had to stand up for the Steelers respect right here in the locked on Steelers podcast. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We got some free agency talk here going on because the Steelers made some signings, some other, some ex Steelers who might, might sign. We're going to clear up all that stuff that happened um, right after this break. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. 
Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Cerrito for a Tony Tuesday. Now, Tony, ranting is over, but I do want to kind of peel off of that because with Jadavion Clowney supposed to have to visit the Browns on Monday and then not that not happening for whatever reason, there there are there are things to cop to talk about. So one Steelers signed Abdullah Anderson. He's a backup defensive tackle who's bounced between the bears and the Vikings the last two years. He's played all of a hundred snaps, had a sack two years ago when he was undrafted free agent, you know, uh, you know, just another body on the defensive line. That's going to compete yeah. in camp with Carlos Davis and Isaiah bugs. So no big deal there. Um, but other news, James Connor uh, did go to the Cardinals and got a physical done because apparently he had an injury with a recreational vehicle that gave him a turf toe like injury, according to Ian Rappaport. Um, hmm. And uh, so now he is his physical with the Cardinals is determined if they still want to, if they do want to sign him for the long term. Now, supposedly he'll be fine by June. So he'll be fine. He'll be good to go. Okay. Um, but the Cardinals do need running back. So that's where he might go. And then also not a stealer, but uh, a person that we were talking about recently, Giovanni Bernard signs with the Buccaneers uh, former yeah. Bengal going to play with Tom Brady. Yeah, so first of all, I, I like the Steelers, even though Abdul Anderson, not a household name on the defensive line. Just like the idea there of, you know, adding more adding more pieces to that room. Like we talked about when Alu-Alu got re-signed, it, it made the immediate need go away. And I think, you know, any talk of the Steelers needing to take an interior defensive lineman, you know, on day one or two of the draft, I mean, that was never going to happen. But now it's definitely not going to happen. But you still probably wanted to add players, right? You want to just add people to that room because right now, beyond those top three guys, beyond Hayward, beyond Tewitt, beyond Alu-Alu, not a ton of players who you're excited about. Wormley was fine last year, and I think that's as far as I'd go with anyone else in that room. Uh, so the idea of just adding more bodies there and just trying to hit someone, uh, trying to hit on a player there, I think is, is a good idea, especially at a low cost like like Anderson. Um, James Conner to Arizona. I'm, you know, you, you and I talked about this. I think on, on Friday's show, I was surprised Conner hadn't gotten more attention to this point. So I'm glad to see him getting a little bit of attention. Didn't realize he had that injury. Uh, you know, because again, a guy who's just been, you, you and I talked about, he's been injury prone. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if, you know, we'll see if he can stick. I think, I think he will, you know, he will find a landing spot between now and training camp. There's no doubt. It's just a question of, of where um, in Arizona, Hey, you know, they're Pittsburgh West, right. Even though they've changed coaching staffs, doesn't matter. They're still Pittsburgh West. Um, they got, even they, they got our boy JJ Watt. So, and then <laughs> that was a nice slip. In. And then, uh, and then, um, you know, for Gio Bernard, I, I think, I, I didn't think he would get taken until after the draft, but you know, it does definitely fit. I mean, he's the kind of back that Tom Brady can have a lot of success with. Although, as we talked about, he's 30 years old. So you'll wonder how much tread really left on the tires there. Uh, but I think it's, you know, it's the, it's a very Tom Brady esque signing. It's someone I think the Steelers maybe it would have looked at, you know, if let's say Najee Harris is not on the board for them at 24 and they end up going a different direction. Maybe Gio Bernard could have fit in to a more running back by committee approach. Maybe, but the, the bottom line with this is you know, more signings are happening and there's still people panicking about the Steelers not making big signing moves. And I, I just, I, I have to, you know, look at 
the history of it. Like anyone who knows the Steelers knows that this is not what they do. They don't go out and make splashes. They don't just sign big names. If they see a guy they really like, like Jim, James Ferrier, like Jeff Hardings, like Ryan Clark, they'll bring him in and it'll be a fit. You know, and sometimes it won't be Dante Moncrief. Those things happen. Um, but, you know, but, but, but by and large, they don't go out and spend the big money because they got the players on their roster already. And Tony, you know, something you pointed out to me and some research done by, by Warren Sharp a little bit back and then backed up again by another chart, you know, from 2011 to 2017, the Steelers spent the second fewest amount of money in free agency only behind the Packers uh, with $181 million spent in free agency. And then on a separate chart, the Steelers since 2017 and going into last season, they have spent by far the fewest money in, in, in free agency. Um, and then comparing that to winning records, they're right up there. Uh, the only teams, the teams that are in the ranks with them are the Saints, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Rams, and the Seahawks. Um, but none of them have even come close to spending as as little as the Steelers do in free agency. And Tony, I want to clarify something because I've heard I heard this get said before. They said, "Well, oh, why are the Steelers so cheap?" And you know, they're like <laughs> the Pirates; they don't spend money. It's like, no, 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 no. They're spending money, but they're spending it on their own draft picks because they like their draft picks. Unlike a lot of these teams, like the Jets, who spent 170 million dollars and yet had the worst record for the past of the past four years. Right. And this is this is the key. You know, we talk ourselves in these moments. Look, free agency is exciting. We all get excited about it. Oh, look who signed. You know, this this team spent big money here. This team spent big money there. Those teams don't do well in the regular. You know, win, there's there's a reason why we talk about you know congratulations on winning the offseason because you're not going to want to win a lot of games in free agency. That's how it goes. And and it's because there's no value to be found in free agency that way. When you go into free agency and you have to spend 10, 15 million dollars on a player, well, you're not going to find value there. The value right. is finding a guy for anywhere between five to ten million dollars a year. And try, you know, try, and like a Steven Nelson, who the Steelers paid eight and a half million dollars, he far outplayed that contract, even mm-hmm. though the Steelers ended up cutting him. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's what that's what you want, and that's what the Steelers look for in free agency. So yeah, you know what? They the Steelers do miss. They miss they miss a lot. You look at even even a guy like uh, last year, Eric Ebron, right? Did Eric? Yeah. Did they really? You know, did they really hit on Eric Ebron? No, but they didn't spend a lot of money on him either. And where they exactly. are spending their money is on the players that they draft. And that is where the Steelers accumulate talent. That's where they find their talent. And that is where throughout the life, you know, you look at what TJ Watt has provided over, over his contract, right? TJ Watt's been on a deal that's paid him, what, $5 million exactly. uh, annually. And he has played like a guy who should be making 20, who will soon be making $25 million a year. That's where you find value. That's how you win football games. So, no, I, I think anyone who's, who's telling you right now, the Steelers, oh, they, you know, they're losing it. This is the end of the Steelers franchise. Like, it's the end of the Ben Roethlisberger era, okay? But the Steelers right. are still playing this the right way. Don't panic. Don't go out and spend big money in free agency. There's no value to be had there. And all you're going to do is, is chain yourself to a contract that, you know, you, you can't get from under. Exactly. And that's the whole thing is that you, when you do this, you oftentimes you mess up your future, your future situations in your salary cap, as a lot of teams do, like the Jets, Uh, you know, other teams that were big spenders uh, of the biggest spenders. Now, there was one outlier in the big spender that that started to do better is the Buffalo Bills. But the teams that were the biggest spenders over the last four years, the Jets, the Raiders, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Browns, the the Giants, the Panthers, the Dolphins, you know, all, all of those, all those teams they're they had a losing records you know yeah. over the past four years and that's just that's that's that means you're doing something really wrong and again when you're looking at you know when you're looking at building your team even if even if you hit on every single free agent big money spending moment that that, that you have 
very rarely does that lead to you keeping that group around look at the 2017 Jaguars built on they had a great pick in Jalen Ramsey a great pick in Leonard Fournette but they they signed AJ Bouye and they signed Calais Campbell and they signed this guy and that guy they built this whole team up of free agents and very young guys and in one year they came apart they were you know they were they looked really tough in 2017 when they beat the Steelers and almost beat the Patriots in Foxborough if it wasn't for a horrible call that saved the Patriots life that year um if uh yeah not like i haven't forgotten um (laughs) but um but you know with all that happened they never did it again 2018 the steelers went back into jacksonville beat them and they weren't as good as a team they were as they were in 2017 and they were still able to pull that off um and then the jaguars broke up and now they're 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 the first overall pick again it's just it's not a good system to win if you're expecting to be big spenders in free agency which is why i think steelers fans should appreciate when it comes this time around every year it's very quiet for the Steelers because they don't need to be loud. And and the reason why they're quiet is because they're very good at drafting. I mean, they, they, you cannot hit this point enough. They are so good at drafting that they don't need to go into free agency every year with, you know, with, with 10 huge needs that we, we absolutely need a starter. Now this season, you know, yes, there, there are some big holes that this team is going to need to fill because they had to let guys like Mike Hilton and Bud Dupree walk where if it hadn't been, you know, COVID year, maybe they would have let those, or they, they could have resigned some of those players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you know, the, the only thing that stopped the Steelers and kind of the, the you know, the, the way that they've been doing the churn that they've been going is a, is a global pandemic, right? Otherwise this thing was, was going well and it was going to continue going well. The salary cap would have jumped this year with the new TV deals. Um, and, you know, they would have rolled on with, you know, again, being able to resign some of these players. So uh, yeah, I think, I think the Steelers and the fact that they're, they're quality drafting and we, you know, we're, we're a few weeks away now from the draft. That's where this team accumulates talent. That's where this team, finds their talent, not in free agency. Um, you know, they, they try to find a little guy, you know, guys here and there, right. The Steven Wisniewski's of the world and, yeah. and that kind of thing. That's who they get. That's who they've gotten this off season, right there. You know, hopefully one of those guys hits, but even if they don't more than likely, they're going to get, they're going to get con- uh, contributions out of the guys they draft here in a couple weeks. Absolutely. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to Tony about some of the cornerbacks in this draft, specifically outside cornerbacks. I talked about slots yesterday. We'll get to that right after this message from rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. So, Tony, I talked about slots, slot cornerbacks, and safety options uh, yesterday on the show, and went over that. And you know, some guys that I wrote about on DKPittsburghSports.com. By the way, subscribe to DKPittsburghSports.com. Even if you don't subscribe, we have a lot of free articles that we're out there. Go check us out. We have a lot of great coverage there. I cover Pitt football, Pitt basketball, and the Steelers in the NFL draft for them. But 
Tony, you and I, we've had our interesting debates over the cornerback yeah, position indeed. over the years. Indeed. Now, for longtime listeners of the show, back in 28, the 2018 draft, when you brought me on full time, mm-hmm. our first big debate was Greedy Williams versus Byron Murphy. And every week it was like, nah, this is the guy. Nah, this is the guy. And then the Steelers trade up and get Devin Bush and say, you guys are both stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, That's right. Why are you talking about cornerback? We're, we're taking a linebacker. Yeah, like, like <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but Byron, so, so like those guys go on, by the way, Byron Murphy's still playing, Greenworth Williams, not as much. Um, so I think oh. I won that debate. Um, yeah, well, so far, so far, it's a, it's a knockout. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to talk to you about this year's cornerback class because I hear different things. You know, I've, you know, a lot of people, there's some people that say Patrick Sertan by far and above is the best cornerback in this draft. Some people say it's Caleb Farley, but then like I was on locked on NFL last week with, uh, with your boy Q Q was telling me, he's like Caleb Farley. I think he falls to the very bottom of the first round because of his injury situation. And he had back surgery and everything. Yeah. And I, I don't think that there's some people who think JC Horn should go in the top 15. You know, there's, there's a bunch of different debate. I want to get a sense for you. Who are the top guys that you would like to see the Steelers draft this year at outside corner? Yeah. So I, I should say I have only really focused on so far. The players that I've watched have been the ones that Tomlin and Colbert attended the pro day. Cause those are the ones, you know, generally those are where the first round talent comes from. And even if you look at rounds two through seven, they probably, you know, 30, 40% of the, the players they draft are still going to come from those schools. So tried to focus on those for there. I have, I have four players. I really like, obviously, you know, Patrick Sertan, right. I mean, Patrick Sertan, he fits, he fits everything the Steelers are looking for. He's got, you know, the, the bloodline um, he's got the size, the speed. I think is the one thing you look at Sertan and you say, all right, can he really run with like the best, best guys, like the true number ones, but he, you know, he's, he's so technically sound. Um, I think you can, I think you're, you, you would have, if he fell to 24, this would be a David DeCastro type situation, right? Where it's like, there's no question. Yeah. Everyone in the room is going to agree. Yes. We are taking Patrick Sertan because there is no way he should still be on the board at this point. Yeah. And he, um, he won't be, he'll be gone. He, he might go at the bottom of the top 10 or at least top 12. Yeah. Farley, look, Farley's an interesting one. And I probably should watch him because uh, I, I believe Terrell Austin was at that pro day, the Virginia tech pro day, mm-hmm, even though was. Farley, yeah, even though Farley didn't run, I'm sure they got a chance to at least talk to him and whatnot. And obviously, you know, who you are as a person is just as important as, as how well you play football in, inside this organization. So, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he fell to 24. I guess, I think there's a shot the Steelers would take him there as well. Okay. The guy you talked about yesterday, Santi Samuel, like him a lot. Look, I think you and I have talked about him before. Love the physicality he plays with. I think you're right. He can play slot. I think he can also play outside. Size is a concern. I think he's only 5'10". Yeah, 5'10", 184. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that, that's a concern a little bit for me there, but um, I think he's I think he's smooth on the inside. He can play outside as well. My, my favorite corner in this draft that I've watched so far, and I'm so surprised that this, this kid's not thought of as a first-round talent, Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. Mm. I like Tyson Campbell a lot of a lot. And it's interesting because, you know, when you look back at why I liked Greedy Williams, I thought he was so good around the ball, right? I mean, they're just, just a denial uh, type player. Tyson Campbell's not that Tyson Campbell's more of an instinctual player, very good, uh, you know, with his head and the quarterback, uh, probably better in his zone than he is in man, but, and he, and he does not play the ball well when it's in the air, you know, there's times and I get in Terrell Edmonds about this a lot, but get your head around, get your head around. Campbell doesn't do that, but I think he's so smart, very fluid as an athlete. Again, he, he doesn't, he's not going to, I don't think he ran like four, two or four, three. I think he ran four, four, uh, or maybe he ran four, three, but it really is, you know, it's one of those, like he ran a four, three, um, but it's really a four, four. I like him a lot. I like Campbell a lot. Um, and then the other one I like a lot is Ambry Thomas, Ambry Thomas from Michigan. 
probably going to be uh, a, a later round pick, probably a third, maybe even a fourth round pick. The only player I think who the Steelers have looked at from these pro days that I don't like, Eric Stokes. Not in on Eric Stokes. I think Stokes and Nick Fairbaugh said this so perfectly on, on my podcast a couple weeks back. He called them a, a, like, a, 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 like an aircraft carrier where it's just like, yeah, okay. He goes, sure, it can go fast, but try to turn it. It's just impossible, right? Stokes, straight line speed, fantastic. Change of direction, not there. Not there whatsoever. Uh, that worries me, certainly at the NFL level. So four guys I like, Samuel, uh, Campbell, Ambry Thomas, Patrick Sertan. One guy I don't really like out of that group, though, is Eric Stokes. I feel you there. Um, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I, I'm a big, you know, the top three guys. I love JC Horn. I think that's one guy that you left off your picks. It's, it's, I think he tests perfectly. Um, I know that, you know, people are going to say because he wasn't at the Steelers weren't at his pro day, uh, or at least Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert weren't, <clears throat> weren't at his pro day, that that's alarming. But I, I think he's the kind of athlete and corner that if he falls to 24, I would ser- seriously consider breaking the rules to sign him. Um, but, I'm a big Asante Samuel Jr. guy. I mean, if Caleb Farley falls, he's also in that conversation. But uh, Asante Samuel, if they can find a way to get him in the second round while getting their running back in the first round, I, th- this, this, w- those first two picks would be mwah, chef's kiss. Like, I'd be like, okay, yeah. you got Najee Harris and Asante Samuel Jr. We, uh, you know, you could pick me for the next four or five rounds, and I'm happy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I like if 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 he out to Melifonwu, um, his older brother, you know, went went into the league a few years ago. Uh, yeah. um, he's got the he's got the athleticism. He's six two to twelve. He's got speed. He's got size. Um, what a family! Because I mean, Obi was an unbelievable athlete as himself. So yeah, yeah. he was a oh, ridiculous goodness. athlete. Um, one guy that I I continue to like just because I like his names, Trill Williams. A- <laughs> Trill. His name's his name's a, a trillion. And for short, they call him Trill. I'm sorry, six foot two cornerback from from the ACC at Syracuse. I'm going with a guy named Trill at the outside corner position. Um, but see, then then it gets interesting. It, it, you know, it starts to get you know because then you start looking at okay, who are the outside cornerbacks that you could get later in the draft? You know, Israel Mukamu from South Carolina. He's six foot three, so mm-hmm. you know another South Carolina guy who you know, you're like, wow, he could play, he could, he'd have the size to run out there. But, you know, as we know with the Steelers, once you get into those middle rounds, that's when you're kind of just stabbing around in the dark and hoping for the best. Um, and, and, you know, you know, people was like, oh, what about Curtis Brown and Cortez Allen and Artie Burns and all these other guys, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, but they also, they just hit on Cameron Sutton. And I think their pickup Terrell Edmonds has proven people wrong about that. Um, so, you know, I, I think there'd be some interesting picks in the middle rounds. But one guy I will continue to bang the table for um, and bang the table in the sense that, <clears throat> excuse me, in the sense that I'm not saying he's going to pick him early. I'm saying wait until the seventh round to get him. But one guy they should take a look at is my man, Jason Pinnock from Pitt. He's, oh. he's six, he's six foot one. He ran like a four, four, six, 40 yard dash. He's extremely competitive. He's physical. Um, the biggest thing is that when you played at Pitt, Pat Narduzzi's defense, the uh, the Pitts head coach, puts their cornerbacks on islands all the time. You're one on one. You're just expected to win. And there was times that he lost. But when you asked, I think it was uh, Amari Rogers, might have been Cornell Powell, but one of the Clemson receivers that are that are at the top of the draft this year, uh, or at least in the middle rounds, they said you asked them like, who's your toughest cornerback that you faced? And he he said uh, Jason Pinnock. 
uh, Pitt's mm. cornerback. And I loved his testing at his pro day. I covered his pro day for DKPittsburghSports.com. Uh, he seems like a smart dude. Every time I talk to him in the offseason, he'd be a seventh-round guy. You take a flyer on, and then you let him, James Pierre, and uh, Justin Lane duke it out in training camp, see what happens. He's also a contributor on special teams for Pitt, so he's a guy that could help there too. So, you know, there's your late stats. But, I mean, I, if this, like, again, my home run pick, for the Steelers at cornerback this year is Asante Samuel in the second round, because then this year you let him play slot. You let Cam Sutton slide outside and Hayden rock it out. And then if either one of those guys go down, he goes and backs them up and then you throw someone else in the slot. Um, um, and then, and then, you know, next year when Joe Hayden's, you know, presumably done, or you want to think about something else, Asante Samuel bump outside, maybe you become a starter there for the next few years. Yeah, I mean the question is who's going to play alongside James Pierre for the next uh, for the next ten years, of right? Of course, of course. <laughs> By the way, I do want to say before we, before we wrap up, you, you are right about Pinnock though, because Pinnock is the kind of player who you want to take late in the draft, right? The size, the size yeah. and speed you cannot teach, and that is what he has. When you talk about a guy, yeah, you talk about six foot, ran a four four, his, his ten yard was one four, so that's very very good. He's got an incredible wingspan, nearly eighty inch, uh, inch term. So yeah, I think this is a guy who. You, you definitely have you 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 have what you can't teach. Now you got to kind of develop him. And if you look at you know look you look you look at Cam Sutton, the recent history of taking a corner and developing him into a starter, they have that with Cam Sutton. We'll see how they do with a Justin Lane. Um, but you know I think I think you know Terrell Austin certainly has that that group pointed in the right direction, especially if they were willing to cut Steven Nelson because of how highly they think of Cam Sutton. Then maybe we should start to reevaluate uh, you know how we think about the Steelers and taking later round guys. You know, given that they were able to develop Sutton, and I know in the past it hasn't been the case, but it is a new regime there at the defensive back coaching staff. Certainly, we will see how that plays out. My man, Tony Serino, thank you so much for coming on for a Tony Tuesday, as always. We always appreciate you on this show. Please let people know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country, and you can find me on YouTube. A couple shows there. One is called AFC North Talk. It's a roundtable show all about the AFC North. We are live on Tuesdays. 5.45 p.m. Eastern time all the way through the NFL draft. Uh, and then you can find me on my YouTube channel, Steeler Country with Tony Serino, uh, weekly podcast there. And then I'll be doing some videos now that my eye is, uh, you know, my eye is working again. I'll be able to do some draft prospect videos. Look for that in the coming weeks. And uh, yeah, I'll be here every Tuesday. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Tony. Remember you, if you're enjoying the Locked On Steelers podcast, subscribe to us. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. We're on the Odyssey app, which used to be known as Radio.com. You can get us in all those different ways and more. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star with a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the show, lets people know it with, that you're enjoying it. And if you do both at the same time, I get you a shout-out at the end of the show. I've done it for a lot of people over the past few months. So thanks so much to everyone who's done that. Also, also... If you're, if you're enjoying the show, go over, check out Locked On NFL Podcast. And I was giving my man Bo a hard time, but we got a cool, fun crew throughout the week. And your boy, Chris Carter, is a, fr- is a Friday host on the, po- on the podcast. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow with D9 Pietro and our man Josh Axelrod. They're getting the boys back together. They, they, were, they were separate last week. They're back together this week. It's going to be a fun show. We'll see you then.